Greetings, Commanders, and tonight on Lave Radio you have just a smaller crew, but certainly all the better for it. I'm afraid Fozzer is out of the chair, so you're left with me, which means I don't get to be quite as grumpy as I usually am. It also means that I have to do the introductions, and, well, that means... I've got to get the grump out of the way straight away and then obviously get really, really enthusiastic like Fozwoods. Joining us this evening, the launch party security guard's best friend and the guy we took one step away from when they let us in the back door to set up the Lave Radio stand, it's Mr. Ben Moss Woodward. Greetings, Commanders! How are you all doing today? Yay! Nah, it's not working. <laughs> no, no, yeah. No. Don't shoot your load straight away. No. Sorry. <laughs> Next up, we have Mr. Late Night Phone Booth himself. It's Colin Ford. Good evening, Commanders. I think. (laughs) (laughs) You should do the speaking clock. (laughs) Finally, still wearing his hair shirt from the mild complaint he got about his hosting and fueled by tears of angst, it's Grant Walcott. Hello. I just figured I might as well be the grumpy one then for a change. (laughs) Get off me, lawn! Ah <laughs> oh dear. So, how have we been doing? What have we been up to? Ben, what have you been doing? I've been basically trading around in wings, which has been great fun, because it's an excuse to print your own money. Okay. How so? Um, well, every time you're in a wing, then you fly off to one station, then you get a percentage of what everybody else in your wing is handing in. So, I was doing some trading with three anacondas. And every single one of them handed in, I would get an extra 37,000 credits in the bank. Oh, I see. So is it when you all buy anything or is it when... No, it's whenever you sell. So it's a percentage of the profit. Right. Oh, I see. Um, and you all have to be in the same area as well. So, so, so really you're kind of cheating them out of doing stuff because you're just hanging around. Well, no, because, well, it depends what you're doing. There are ways and means that you can be used and get paid for it. If you're playing, I guess, within the intent, then you're flying along as your wing, you lock onto one of your wingmen who does the jump to wherever you're all selling your stuff, you will dock at Lave Station, for example, you sell your 500 tons of slaves, you all make, you know, 300, 400,000 credits profit, and you get maybe a tenth of that as a, hey, you flew as a wing bonus. Essentially, by being an escort. Essentially, you're all escorting each other, or however you want to do it. But it's not uh, as hard to swallow. No, we'll... we'll <laughs> I didn't we'll, swallow, and it doesn't count. And we'll leave there. Oh, no. Please. Get back to your pants, Grant. Get back yes. to your pants. In fact, we, we could happen. extend the pants to include Ben as well. <laughs> That's no, one big pair of pants. But he'll he'll really enjoy it. That's the, the, oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, okay then, Colin. So what you've been up to? I have been loving one point two. Got myself into a wing with uh, Commander Bewilderbeast and Rem Clant, and we were around the. Oh no, I've got to pronounce it. Is it Lou or Luch or whatever? The where the big war zone is, and we've uh, had I, a great time. What? Aren't you, more, aren't you a bit more of a Celt than me? So <laughs> surely you would know that it's Lou. <laughs> well, you know, my, pronunci- my pronunciation well, has, has caused a lot of hilarity lately. I, okay. I, have, to, I have to interject. If, if, if that's the case, Alan, then it's Edinburgh. And that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or, or, well, yeah, I, 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 guess, I guess you're probably right. But um, no, I, I, think, I think I'm right because, you know, I'm, I'm just being... Thing. open about it my my genetic stock is all from uh, from normandy so um yeah you'd, you'd be a bit more of a celt than me and and i'm pretty sure it's lou mm. 
Well, Lou, then. Back at okay. Lou. We've been basically in being involved in the community goals that have been set up. And oh, it has been such a laugh. We've had three-on-three wing fights and, right. and uh, a lot of trading. And uh, it's Vulture-A-Go-Go down there. Okay. Not to confuse anything with the Disney cartoon, obviously. We do mean the Vulture that... Uh... <laughs> who we play with there um yeah no i mean that sounds fantastic i mean to equate what i've been up to i've only played a little bit but i just keep getting destroyed and actually that's been pretty good because i've traded in for as most people know i traded in for an eagle and by trading in for an eagle that means effectively my ship is pretty much disposable so it's worth about 24k which means i can just go and get in fights and with the fact i need much playing time i've been able to play some 1.2 which is great you know and i've actually just got blown up a lot which is fine i'm quite happy with uh, with that and jarvis and i managed to, to get out together at one point hunting down some person who i had as a mission we picked a fight with a pirate wing and they kicked the crap out of us and he lost a cobra so probably lost a fair amount of money i just paid my 24k got my my eagle again went out destroyed a couple of ships made 24k i like flying an eagle it's a cheap life grant what have you been doing well i've been trading my backside up to try and get into a T7 which I managed to do last weekend so I've been trading away in a T7 for a lot of this week trying to get to the T9 that's the next destination and then make more money and then get the Anaconda or whatever beautiful ship comes out next and it's been you know it's actually been really nice to to do the grind and to kind of earn your way because a lot of us as you know alpha backers we had kind of a cushy start and we never really experienced that grind so if i was to give some recommendations to people i would say crash your ship lose everything and start again it's great fun um once you get over the initial swearing cursing and crying (laughs) (laughs) but i yeah i've tried wings i've done the bounty hunting and war fighting and combat bonds with wings and that's great but trading in wings is definitely definitely more lucrative especially if you've got some people in bigger ships so if you are a new player and you're wanting to make money See if you can find a friend who's maybe been playing longer, who's maybe got the likes of a T7, because just for being in the wing with them and following them, you give them a bit of protection if they get pulled out, which is great because, you know, these T7s mm. are not great for combat. And at the end of the result, you get a lovely payout. It's far more lucrative than it is doing the bounties. When you're fighting in combat, you get half of the amount awarded, which is great when you're in deep battles, but you have to have attacked the same target as the rest of your wing. And that's just as simple as if you had four people in a wing in a combat zone, if all four of you shoot different ships, then all of you collect 100% of those bounties. So there's a little bit of collusion. There is a bit of effort involved in wings. It's not quite as as easy as it is made out to be. And having watched the Star Citizen fanboy, who has now released part two of his Elite Dangerous playing, they demonstrate wonderfully the the way to fly it to increase the kind of fun factor to get that role play feeling going that a wing is something that you actually have to work at and that's a wonderful sort of gameplay injection coming from it you know to be in the right range in order to drop out at the same time to 
coordinate your jumps is nothing more amazing in his particular video than you see the first guy jump and then the next guy's frame shift drive kicks in automatically and then they jump and then the third guy who's sitting at the back of the queue sees them shooting off and then he joins them it's just it's it's cinematic and what an addition to the game what a a re-injection of life and enthusiasm wings brings love it okay obviously that's what you've been doing and you've now completely shot your bolt on talking about it so, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's more that I can come up with. Oh, I, I'm, I'm fairly sure we've plenty of other things to go through, but yeah, just to, to recap a little bit in terms of where we are, what we're doing tonight is um, we're not in Foz's group. Uh, one of the reasons we're not in Foz's group is he's never invited me into his group because he doesn't like me, and I'd probably turn him down anyway because, as most people know, I only play in open. So, we're going to be a little bit around Lave Station. I believe Ben's there at the moment, aren't you, Ben? I am indeed. I'm just flying around in Lave at the moment, but I think everybody, if anyone's there, they're all in Foz's group because I'm here okay. in open on my own. We're going to be in open. Uh, we're not going to be in Foz's group. I'm going to be there in probably a couple of minutes if I can do it. I am, I am two jumps away, having just completed a pirate mission. And uh, once I get a moment to power up the engines, then I'll be on my way over. And I believe Grant and Colin are off to go and give us some live reporting once they get out of hyperspace. Is that right, boys? Yeah, at the moment I'm still stuck in the station waiting for a response. But, yep, in lieu, watching the war zone. And basically I'm going to be taking a lot of evasive action. Okay, so you're going to go right in there. You're going to go, you know, for those of us of a certain age, you're going to go Kate 80 on this, yeah? Yes, this is. <laughs> I will go full Moist McTavish, inter- intrepid <laughs> reporter for the Free Regional Alliance telecast. Okay, well, um, for me, it's it's Kate Eighty. <laughs> there you go. Back to what we have. So, what we've got for you today is we're going to run down the the things that have been going on, the stuff from the forums, the other bits and pieces as usual. Bear in mind, and please, 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 have mercy on me. Some of these things are stuff that I don't necessarily have a lot of knowledge of, so I'm going to go through and hopefully my experts are going to guide me as we go. So to start with, we're into development news, and we had a development update on the 11th of March, and that's basically gone through some of the stuff related to Wings and some of the content in relation to it and how people are talking about it. So guys, what's the essentials from the 11th of March? Oh, there's basically there's three things that I saw them. Michael's highlighting about quicker throughput of issues on their bug tracker, Mm. which I have to admit, I've raised a bug and it got acknowledged within a couple of hours, and it then got actually dealt with and recognized as an official bug in less than half a day, and there's been other commanders chiming in saying, yes, me too, and it's all going down in the same thread, and it's all very open and kind of, it seems to be working to me. Okay, so you think the bug tracking appears to be picking up and, you know, there's less stuff being sort of left? uh, It feels more open, yes. I have to interject as well because I raised a ticket yesterday regarding I'm being one of the people who've been stuck with the Imperial progression you know through the sort of combat rankings and missions that they tend to give you the Imperial summons and I get this mission and I can't take it because I've already got the what you call permit for Akinar so I go there nothing happens so I'm stuck and I raised the ticket yesterday and I got a response today telling me that it's a known bug and that it's been fixed in the next update now that's a huge improvement on what it was like before 
Yeah, absolutely. No, I would say it's a massive improvement. I mean, I've only reported one or two bugs anyway, because I've, I've not really encountered very many. It was really the case that either I could play or I couldn't play. And the game's been entirely stable for me for quite some period of time in terms of playing. So, so yeah, so I haven't really... But I did notice I got one or two replies to some very old bugs came through about two, three days ago, just saying, you know, this, is, this has been solved, this has been solved. So actually, it looks like somebody has, has basically has just opened up the bin <laughs> and gone through everything to make sure people are replied, which is a nice touch, you know, in that regard. And also, they're obviously they're being a bit more proactive about the bugs that they are picking up and, uh, and are getting that anew. It's Frontier dealing with some of the criticisms they've had and, and hopefully you know this will continue because there's nothing that builds confidence in a game and tolerance to the little bugs than getting quick responses and even better quick fixes so I think it's a, a wonderful significant change in the way that bug reporting is going and I hope you know this continues and I hope that the other aspects that were maybe a little bit lagging behind as well are, are equally addressed as efficiently as this is now which is awesome any other things then that we've got going on in in what michael said here i mean he's talked a little bit at the end about power play uh, but we'll come to that in a minute is there anything else that you found from the scroll through and 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 also from the the comments of the the users I think the, the most thing that everybody's getting is how good Wings actually is. I don't think we've had an update that has been received this positively yet. Sure. And uh, I think it's, it's such a good thing to actually go onto the forums and not be overwhelmed by the whinging. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I mean, I, I spent a little bit of time, I've, you know, I, I've sort of now started to concentrate on particular forums these days, uh, notably the, um, uh, the community corner, because... You know, it's about project, it's about making creative things, and, you know, my game time's not as, as much as, as it used to be, or, you know, as I'd like it to be. So, to sort of, I, I don't have an authority, you know, on, on quite a lot of the things, so I'm, I'm kind of less sort of concerned with the game forwards. But I did, I did go on there uh, the other day, and um, I was looking at uh, one or two threads, and yeah, the, you know, because I'd been away from them for such a long period of time, to actually look back on there, and see just how negative a lot of stuff was. It was quite, quite astonishing, to be honest. And it wasn't, you know, sometimes you can think about that and, you know, people talk about the fact that cultures of um, gamers change, you know, so the old gamers who used to be on there, it was all good when they were there, and, you know, these new people, blah, 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 blah. The most people that were, were kind of, you know, being a bit, well, as I saw it, and obviously it's in isolation, they've probably got good reasons, but the most people that were being um, quite sort of abrasive were the people who'd been around. So, you know, I guess people have got a little bit cynical, you know, perhaps, and, you know, which is a bit of a shame, really. You know, it's nice to, to, to think that we've got a positive, or we had a positive spirit. I still have a positive spirit about everything that's going on. At the end of the day, you know, it would be nice to, to kind of try and maintain that as much as we can, particularly... Because what happens is when you get, you know, a couple of things that aren't good and then you get something that is good, it's hard to kind of relight the fire. And yes. I think really with Wings here, we're, we're kind of on something where we really should be relighting the fire. This is an amazing game. If you want them to deliver even more amazing content, you've got to praise them when the content's good. And I think, you know, that's where we are really here, isn't it? Yeah, well, the one thing that's, that's come along lately, especially with the one point, what are we, 1.2.4 now, 
the fact that they've taken everything that was good on 1.1, the community goals, and they've now integrated it in, as we'll discuss later, has just added into the to the whole positive experience, which ah, I'm certainly not knocking. Put it that way. No, absolutely. Sorry, I'm uh, I'm up in the roof. It's got cold, and so if I start to get more and more nasal, then you'll know why. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think you know. I mean, we've got some um, some great sort of positive content coming in and there's positive content on the way so what do we know about power play then because you know talk to me as if i know very little because i really don't um, well th- this is a few what's left in this you know this, not this many pop- people know what's going on with power play at the moment it's just been mentioned there is a, a pretty obvious one that it might be something to do with the emperor snuffering it because right. he's been hanging on a death store for the last well oh, i don't know how how many how many months? Because we all thought he was going to snuff it on, on the first month. But uh, he's, he's hanging in there, and they've been... have the different houses in the Empire manoeuvring to take position. And then, if he snuffs it, power play could be either political, it could be a full-blown war, it could be the whole thing. Yeah, no, I see. I, I hadn't thought about it as if it was like a, a, a sort of a name for the campaign or fiction, I was thinking about it like it was some sort of console gimmick because it sounded very console. You know, it, you know it, it kind of sounded a bit like, I don't know, a round of Mario Kart. <laughs> Are you thinking of Power Up? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, or Speedball, to be honest. Speedball, you know, there's a power, you know, or... Or well, cricket, but yeah, you know that's that's not really but not really relevant here, is it? Last week on the the show, they they did the whole let's guess what power play is, and I'm not entirely saying you know sure that anybody brought up the possibility of it being a significant change in the empire like that, Colin. That's probably the most sensible suggestion <laughs> I've heard. It's certainly not the galactic lottery like I thought it might be. Oh, I did mention that it could be a whole lot of storyline stuff that was political. Oh, yeah. No, know, yeah I didn't say out about the Empire. But that's yeah, just but like saying, oh, it'll be something storyline-ish. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, was, but I just took that because Michael said it's something close to his heart. Does and Michael was, like the Empire? Michael likes stories. Uh, could be his T-shirt, though. <laughs> he also likes hats and beards. Yeah. And axes. And uh, yeah, <laughs> you know his T-shirt's close to his heart. But anyway, so we don't know anything. Um, <laughs> still, he's keeping it, you know, close to his chest, as it were. Oh dear, that sun is rather close. That wasn't good. Sorry, I'm I'm just trying to fly in. I'm in Leasty now. I managed to to nearly dip into the sun. That wasn't good. So okay, so we don't know anything, which is is fair. That's kind of you know where we're at in terms of what we we can we can think about in terms of of what's going on. But does the need to be? I mean, <laughs> do we do we really think that that the frontier need to tell us more at this stage? What are your thoughts? I mean, do you think that it's a good idea to keep it quite so close to their chest? I think it is. I think it is, because, to tell you the truth, I think we should be... I mean, it's nice to know it's there, but I think there's that much content going on with 1.2 at the moment. I'd I'd, I'd rather focus in on that than than, uh, start thinking about what the next stage is. I think I'm too busy enjoying 1.2 at the moment. And and it'd be nice just to have a complete spoiler-free ta-da, come straight at you. Okay. Uh, Thoughts, guys? What do you think? 
I think it gives them the ability to withdraw the bits that don't work, so I think it's quite sensible not to be in a situation. But you promised you said there would be space ponies and there isn't any, or any kind of <laughs> equal outrage. So I think it's wise to keep it close to their chest, and also it brings back that old F5 smacking, <laughs> salivating, waiting for the information to come out uh, feel that we've missed, not since way, way back when you were getting newsletters telling you about what's coming in the new alpha build and stuff, you know, when we all sat there just going, oh, what's it going to be? This is amazing. I'm so excited to get that back is, is great, especially, you know, after a game's launched. Normally it's kind of like, oh, well, I've got it now. But this is great. Build up the tension, build up the excitement, and then let us loosen whatever this power play is. Yeah, I suppose there's, I suppose there's that. I was thinking more along the lines of the, you know, the general problems with information in terms of information coming out. But no, I guess you're right. I mean, if we make a comparison to other games, it is very difficult to think about games that, you know, that have got, you know, that managed to keep you thinking about the next update, the next thing, the next, uh, the next stuff that you're going to have and everything else. Um, so, yeah, so I think that's a, it's a difficult balance to draw, isn't it, really? I, I'm not sure it's, this is necessarily a new, um, a new tactic, as it were. You know, I think, I think there is still a little bit of the kind of trying to prep and trying to be a bit conservative, and, you know, and I think that's fair. Uh, but at, at the same time, yeah, you know, it is nice to think, you know, what is it? I'm afraid I'm still... You know, I, I, Colin has, has kind of warmed my um, uh, uh, warmed my cockles about uh, about the idea because otherwise, uh, <laughs> otherwise I was gonna gonna struggle uh, in relation to, to you know power play for me as a name is not a good name because it just you know it has these connotations that I don't I don't necessarily um, it doesn't doesn't what's the word doesn't attract me doesn't but at the same accent. time. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, if Colin, um, you know, if Colin thinks that's amazing, then um, and has the idea there that uh, that it could well be, then that's fine. Um, and Ben, please stop telling me to do things in game while I'm trying to talk. I can't keep up. You're asking me to find functionality that I have not found before. Okay, give me a minute. All right. Okay. I wanted you to be amazed in game live. Okay. Right. By by what? Okay. What what do I press? Well, it's too late now because you're in the lave system, I believe. Okay, I'm in the lave system. I'm on my way to the station. Yeah, uh, if what, you what, were what? jumping into lave and you had enabled a wingman nav lock, nav lock on me, yeah, then instead of jumping to the sun of the system, you oh, jumped I, I, straight to lave station. Oh wow, that's which really is cool. absolutely awesomeness. Yeah, that's really cool. Great. Yeah. Well, that's that's a fantastic addition. No, I, I had no idea that uh, that that could happen. Um, just you know, you've told me now, and it feels like I've just you know I've just done it anyway. That, um, <laughs> but okay. do you not think that that's deliberate? That Frontier are keeping us in the dark about power play, and also deliberately misleading in things about the name as well. Just uh, don't know. trying to get us to talk about it without knowing anything about it. And they've managed because we're talking about it. Well, I, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily uh, by design, but um, but yeah, no, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you go with what um, what's there. And it's one of the things that um, I used to say about, um, about other communities I was involved with. At, at the end of the day, if there is one person who is 
who's making the decisions. Um, you can give them as much advice on how you think it would work or anything else uh, as you like. But ultimately, you know, they're the people making the decisions. And you've got to respect that in terms of uh, the fact that they are making those decisions. They can hear you. They make the decision how, how they want to, you know, to implement, to, to action, to reveal. That's up to them, you know. So, um, yeah, no, absolutely. I think, um, you know, we'll find out as soon as we need to. And, you know, it is what it is, isn't it? Oh God! Now I'm getting now I'm getting abuse. <laughs> Commander Skillen UK, your mum. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what about her? She's, you know, she, she's not very good with email. Um, she could just about manage a web browser. Uh, writes everything down when I tell her how to copy and paste in Microsoft Word. Anything in particular you want to know about? She occasionally listens. Anything you want to know about my mum? You know, it's not um, not something I'd have. No? Is okay, this in game or is this somewhere yeah, that else? Was, that was that was in game comms. That was um, okay. 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 <laughs> Cheers for that, Mister Skillum UK. That um, that's great. Um, thanks for your contribution to the show. Uh, it's wonderful. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm now around the station. So um, so yeah, I've made it, which is uh, is all good. Uh, now, so okay, so let's move on a little bit. We've we've talked a little bit about wings. Is there anything that um, that we we haven't highlighted uh in terms of new things i mean guys you you were saying you've tried the vulture what's the vulture like shiny i love it oh. it's a very pretty ship well pretty if you're in the inside and it's not pretty to look at yeah right. well yeah okay yeah it handles like a dream and it's got the power to prove it as well I think Forza last last week made it very clear about that he doesn't expect the Vulture to be winning any beauty pageants anytime soon. <laughs> However, the feedback that I've had from people that have been playing Elite and love their combat, love their PvP, is the Vulture is this wonderful ship that you have to make decisions about your setup in order to get it. But once you've got it the way you want... And you can't have it always. So it's not going to be this everything is vulture wins everything. You have right. got to make trade-offs in order to get the best out of it. But they are loving the vulture. It's giving them uh, a real sense of... I don't know. It must be. It must just feel... I mean, I've not flown one yet. So it must be amazing to fly. And judging by the combat scenes in front of me uh, that I can see through the view screen, I'm not going to get any closer because I don't want to get into the middle <laughs> of it. Um, it looks like the Vulture is very popular and it seems to be that people are winging up with vultures and either vipers or cobras as sort of wings, which is quite interesting to see. Cool. Um, well, Ben obviously can't fly his because he's just crashed right into me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I didn't but, notice any damage to my shields. No, no, I, I'm sure you didn't. <laughs> all but destroying my 24k eagle as uh, as I wandered in. So, so that was nice of him. Um, so yeah, so he's uh, uh, so I can now see a vulture. Yeah, it's an ugly little shit, isn't it? Um, yes, it, it really, really is. But never mind. It, uh, oh, oh, you're going to reverse now, are you? No, yeah, now you're no, going to crash. Not. Me. No, okay. <laughs> Cheers for that. Anytime, yeah, let's, Alan. Let's 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 leave this off. Otherwise, I might get really offended. Um, and oh, this is time, a professional station, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Next time, uh, it leases on those guns. I mean, I just watched the Oops. station explode like oh, a Christmas shit. Yeah, you are the now. commander, aren't you? Yeah, um, and I, mm. I'm I'm very allied, so which is is all very yes, good. Yes. Um, so okay, so we think the vulture's great. Fertilance? 
Well, everyone seems to love the the Vulture, but when I tested the Ferdinand, I did fall in love with that ship. I think it's probably the one ship that I would actually give up my uh, my ASP for. I've got to be so careful <laughs> saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Anyway, yeah. the um, yeah, uh, I, I took it for a, a full, good old three-day test drive, if you like, and I didn't want to give it back. No, mm. The beta's ended, and then, but thankfully, because of all the balancing that's that's come up, um, it does look as if I'm going to be able to afford one sometime next month. <laughs> okay, so essentially, um, as far as I can make out, and tell me where I'm wrong here, okay. So as far as I can make out, the Ferdlance, in terms of, of guns, uh, it's got one large weapon mount. Is that correct? And That's then it's, right. And then, it's, then, then there's four other weapon mounts, four small weapon mounts? Uh, the, I think, well, hang on a second. I've got to read my memory here. I think there are three mediums and one major. Okay, so. three Okay. So essentially, you, you've got four weapon mounts, but the upgrade on a Cobra is that you've got this one per one. large weapon yeah. mount. So essentially, it's it's like a... Sort of like a um, an oversized cannon. Yep, that's your, cannon. that that is your big. Um, I should put it compensator, if you like. Okay. If you're compensating for something, that's what you use. So um, then, I mean, the the, the dropship always had as its sort of advantage in terms of what we were thinking about using it was the fact that it's got five mounts by comparison to the others. So. Um, what? Um, how does this? How does this sort of make a comparison then with the dropship? Uh, I always found the dropship very slow. I have to say, I've not, you know, I've not got the standing in the Federation to, to have one, so I've not flown one. But generally, you know, when I'm flying against dropships, they appear to be very slow. Um, is there anything? Is there any sort of? When we're making the comparison here, I mean, we're always going to. You're always going to go for the Cobra because the Cobra is a bit romantic and everything else. But around, you know, uh, dropships still have a place. Well, let's see. Um, yeah, the Cobra, I'm, I'm always going to enjoy flying because it, it, it's always a better balance of everything. The Asp, I, I do prefer the Asp to the Cobra, but that's, again, my thing from Frontier and First Encounters because that's the ship that I really played those, those games in. Um, the Ferdelands, because it was the one ship I really wanted to fly in the original Elite and it wasn't in the, uh, in the two sequels, and then that is, that is the one that I am really aiming for. But I'm going to have all three. I'm not going to be selling and upgrading. I'm, I'm going to have all three, and then I'll just swap out whenever I feel like it. Sure. Sorry, I've got Bewilderbeast now now sending me messages, and, and I'm I'm rubbish at this. I really am. <laughs> rubbish at comms. I've had so little practice at comms. Just um, a slight correction, Colin. Apparently the third lance has five mounts, four medium on one, and one huge, not three and one. There we oh, go. Was it? See, right, there see you I go, said man. that. There you go. I got that right. Obviously, I know loads. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what, you know. So uh, it does bring that question: What is the Fed dropship good for? That was basically the question I asked. See, you know, paying attention. Yeah, um, has the has the Viper, the Vulture? What's it called? Vulture, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Has that now superseded the dropship and left it as this unwanted wannabe, half-priced, you know, second choice? But Maybe, Alan, maybe it's going to come in useful for planetary landings, you know, with the fact that it's a dropship. Maybe yeah, we that can was, transport that was, troops. That was my thought. I mean, um, uh, Nick has just uh, just calmed me 
uh, whilst I'm uh, whilst I'm around Lave Station, said that the dropship has less power issues. So you know, obviously adaptable in that regard. So it gives you a, a little bit more flexibility. But yeah, you know, it's called a dropship. You know, we kind of hope that, wouldn't we? At the moment, the Empire special ships appear to really have the edge. Um, you know, because the dropship's kind of the. I don't think any of the others. Tell me if I'm wrong. None of the others are, are sort of requiring you to have ranks in the Federation, are they? No, the, uh, when you think about it, the Federal Courier will. So is it right. the Federal Courier or the Federal Corvette? It, it's supposed to be the biggest ship in the game. Okay, it's yeah, the no. Corvette. Yeah, it's there not the Courier because the Courier is uh, an Imperial, or well, was an old Imperial ship in, in Frontier. Not sure if um, uh, you know, that, uh, uh, that's going to follow through, but we'll see. You know, we'll find out in terms of what's there. But yeah, the Corvette, I think, um, is supposed to be the biggest ship, isn't it? So um, yeah. So, yeah. You know, uh, that might be the advantage only at the top end. All right, so hopefully, then you know the dropship's still good. And I'm sure, I'm sure we could we could probably ask the um, uh, the Racing Green um, Federal Dropship Supporters Club. They might be able to tell us whether they like the dropship or not, mightn't they? Um, <laughs> and if it's it's actually got a role, or maybe you know maybe they 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 polish their dropships around Federal star bases. Uh, and you know, sit around Anne Lave or or Ito Cassiopeia and you know, look at each other prettily and say, "Just look at how many hard points I've got." Um, maybe that's maybe that's the thing for the dropship. I don't know. Are you um, suggesting it's the caravan of the elite dangerous universe? <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's got more hard points than everything else. So you know, it's um, obviously obviously it's that that's something, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. But what so, size of hard points are they? Oh, they're, they're they're not they're not anything comparable to uh, uh, to some of the others. So um, yeah, it's it's not you know it really doesn't have the. So I think they're mediums. See, I'm gabbling. I don't know. <laughs> I've not flown one, but I'm fairly sure they're mediums or uh, or possibly uh, possibly smalls. But uh, fairly sure they're mediums uh, in terms of what's there. So all right. We think then that the dropship's got uh, maybe got a role. We'd be interested to know if there are any commanders out there still flying a dropship. Find out a little bit more about them. That could probably be something that we could uh, we could talk about uh, next week. It'll be we particularly useful. Um, we are, and I ought to remind people, we still have the competition about uh, submitting drabbles for reviews of your favorite ships um you know in the style of a car review so uh we had quite a few of those have uh, have come on to uh the lave radio website so well worth going and having a look on the lave radio website and finding the link the winner does win a copy of lave revolution obviously um you know if you desperately want a copy of my book then um you know, it's a great way to get hold of a copy of my book. I will send it out to you. I will make sure it's a backer's copy, which means that you will get the special um, little inclusion that backers get uh, directly from me. So um, so that will be there. I'll sign it too. Lisa said I've put a dedication on it. Um, that's up to you. If you want a dedication, I'll put it on. But uh, if not, I completely understand not putting a dedication on. Some people prefer not to have a dedication. But uh, yeah, that competition's open until the end of the month. So, And we'd be delighted to have more uh, little 100-word snippets of why a particular ship is good in the style of a kind of car review, I think, is, uh, is good, you know, would be uh, make, it, make it sort of sound, uh, sound good. And I think what I know is that uh, from the ones that we've had in, most of the ones we've had in are from the, you know, the Sidewinder, for the Eagle, for some of the others. It'd be nice to see perhaps the Fertilance, the Dropship, 
and the uh, uh, the Vulture get a little review. Be nice. You know, we could add them to the others, and we'll make some of the best ones into little adverts that'll go on the stream. Yeah, as long as you don't punch your pro- your producer, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would hope that Goose four two nine one would do one for the Imperial Imperial Courier. Oh, yeah, the one that's currently out. Cutter, that's it. So it's the cutter, yeah. Seeing as he's always in his cutter. Somebody blew me up in one of them yesterday. I bet it was him. Yeah. Oh, well, never mind. Okay, so on to the newsletter then. Um, and uh, we're going to have a go through this. We've got newsletter 66. So there's a bit of a review in here of uh, of Wings. Uh, we're talking through a little bit of pack. There are the picks and... Um, and some updates on some other bits and pieces. So we've talked a fair bit about wings, guys. What is there in the newsletter that adds to anything that um, that we've talked about? Well, there were some pretty pictures, and that was yeah. about it, wasn't it? Yeah. No, you also, was... you've got a little video too linked up, which is quite good. So it gives you a bit of a starting point to getting towards what Grant was talking about. What 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 other things have you found? Oh, well, I mean, there was obviously the two tutorial videos and the promotional yeah. video for it. I mean, um, the tutorial video I found extremely helpful because I, I just, I just wasn't getting it to begin with. But, uh, you know, once we got through that, it was fine. And, uh, they've come up with, um, what I think is a better, um, uh, trailer for, for the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, not cinematic. You can actually imagine this is the kind of thing that happens when you are interdicted and you call in your friends to help. Yeah, no, I I, I noticed the new trailer. I think the new trailer is has got a bit of a. Um, it's tricky, isn't it? Because you know you're trying to sort of aim at all sorts of different um, different age groups, different fan bases, different fan communities. One thing we noticed certainly in the last couple of weeks with um, Foz being in the middle of recording uh, some of the Conclave episodes, which incidentally you folks will will get as soon as we've got them ready and uh, and out. But one of the things that we notice with that is that just how many different groups of people there are playing the game, really different in terms of everyone's um, everyone's background, everyone's approach to gaming, you know, and uh, and stuff, and and where they got involved in Elite Dangerous. So tricky for them to to produce trailers different things, isn't it? Well, to say to that, I'm glad that this one actually um, worked out the way it did because it, it focused on something small. It focused on something that's going to happen to everybody. You're going to get interdicted at some point, um, and it also it did seem that Commander Jameson is now a woman, <laughs> which is no bad thing. Um, if you know your uh, history, there were two Commander Jamesons in the previous games, um, and there well, no, there were three Commander Jamesons in the previous games. There was. Uh, Peter Jameson originally. There's then his grandson, which is Peter Jameson again. There's also Naomi Jameson. Uh, if you know the history in Frontier, uh, ah. there's a whole uh, thing devoted to Naomi Jameson and uh, a location that was named after her. So, um, you know, if uh, if uh, I, I don't have the the article to hang, because you put me on the spot there. But yeah, no, there is definitely a a relationship in you know the the family line has uh, has sort of descended over the years, and of course. Hundreds of Commander Jamesons, by the fact that um, we're, uh, you know, <laughs> we're all busy. going to um, going to have our Jameson commanders at some point when we get our Baccarat awards, which um, which would be very nice. So, I saw one. 
I met my first Jameson in game uh, last week, uh, Mr. Commander P. Jameson, and I, I sent him a message and said, you know, hello, you're the first Jameson I've met in game, you know, if there's anything I can do, at which point he thought, aha, well, what can you do? And I thought, right, no, I can't do that. No, I can't. I'm not very good at that. I said, tell you what, what I can do for you is I can stay the hell away from you whenever you're talking and you'll be fine. So that's what we agreed is that I would keep away from them. So hello, P. Jameson. Welcome to Elite. Ah, <laughs> uh, bless you. Um, so in other words, Grant, you just said, I will do anything for love, but I won't do that. <laughs> yes, I can do that. <laughs> So, going down through the rest of the newsletter then, we've got PAX East. Now, the sort of the gaming convention circuit in America is obviously a little bit different to over here. So, for those of you that that maybe don't know, you know, there's a big uh, sort of gaming showcase convention circuit uh, in America. And PAX East, this time around, being the the sort of big uh, thing for for Frontier to get out to, we've certainly noticed that... um, uh, well, we've noticed that people have been away, you know, uh, for a little while, haven't? And they've been difficult to communicate with, and everything else, which is, you know, entirely fine. There's not been not been any problems in that regard. But the the point being is that there's obviously a focus on getting out there. And Frontier is still, you know, pretty little company in that regard. Um, but it's nice to see we've got one or two pictures here in the newsletter of Oculus Rift play and lots of cues around Elite Dangerous out there. So it looks like it's popular young lady who, who appears to have the oculus rift and is um busy flying yeah, yes what well, well, she's flying you know i think i think you know and and has her own pair of wings as well and a, a rather fetching sword um does look a little bit um uh, what well, she she looks a little bit like um she's a bit astonished which uh, i think is good and you have a grinning ambassador in the corner which i don't know if that's uh the aforementioned Jay, or if uh, uh, one of the other ambassadors who's there. So I have to say, now, it could just be the way that my, my mind works, and if you've listened to Dockers, you, you've got a rough idea. But <laughs> no. does it not look like that ambassador is trying to line himself up into a rude position with the handle of that uh, sword? And that there might be somebody that's taking another photograph from a slightly different angle? I no, Grant, just, I think yeah. that's all in your mind. Yeah, I think it's just you. That's just me. So anyway, yep. going on, um, we then have the <laughs> newsletter pick of the week, uh, and we've got the Imperial Courier concept art, which I have to say, I will be you know entirely frank here, this is half a ton better than some of the concept drawings we saw, saw earlier on. I don't know if you guys remember what happened with the original Courier concept art on the forums? No, you'll have to okay. refresh my memory. Sure, sure. So, so the original, you, you can see the, um, and just to describe it for those of you not looking at the newsletter, so the Imperial Courier is, it's sort of a, it's like a, a sort of a, a main canopy with two sponsons on the side, isn't it? We've got these two sponsons, and we've got a, a sort of a divided engine sort of back. So a little bit like the Federal Fighter in a way, but actually a bit sleeker and with these two side sponsons. Now, one of the original drawings that had the side sponsons on it, do you remember those firelighters that you can get? You know, those those sort of click ones? I remember it now. The long yes. one, yeah, the long plastic with a, with a metal end. It looked like it had two firelighters stuck on the side of it. They looked absolutely rubbish. Um, and this, what, what's happened here is we've got the sponsons have been much reduced. They look great now. I think it looks really good. You know, it doesn't look, um, it doesn't look too, because obviously with side, you know, side 
mounts, you start thinking maybe uh, a little bit of Star Wars. It doesn't look at all, you know, like a uh, an X-wing. Maybe a little bit like an E-wing if you know your Star Wars at all. But um, uh, no, I. I the fact that uh, it's fairly square in terms of how the sponsons are mounted they're not swept back too far so it really does have a sort of a, a very sleek individual design to me it looks a bit like a federation shuttlecraft actually from star trek you know the oh was it the delta really? flyer that was in voyager hmm. you know it's got the couple of little warp cells on the side but it's still a nice sort of aggressive angular shape hmm no, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, it's it's perhaps the prow is a little bit more pronounced, isn't it, uh, on this than it would be on, on one of those. Maybe that's, you know, maybe you're right, you know, but as I say, I think, the, I think it's got a little bit more of a nose, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, um, so, so, yeah, a little bit more beaky, a uh, little bit more Roman. You know, the Romans had noses. <laughs> Roman all over their face. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, it's hard work in here. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so okay, so other th- any other thoughts about it about the the career? Excited to 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 fly one? Well, I, uh, I, I think that um, although personally I'm not, I saw I know that we know that Mr. Stabler will will probably be looking at that thinking yes, me want, uh, and we know that the senator Drew he he will be um, as happy as Larry to see one of those come in, uh, come in. Well, I got the impression that the centre is expecting one to be hand-delivered. <laughs> but then again, he is a centre and they do expect these kind of things. Yeah, and, and that's got to be a big hand. <laughs> the hand of God himself. Oh, I don't <laughs> think. Some I, sort of strange, huge claw emerge from the space station. It'd be very weird. I've just found a picture of the original concept. <laughs> just copying it into the chat for you to have a look at. Okay. Oh my god, that's horrible. <laughs> Grant! Uh, what did you do? <laughs> Sorry, this is a visual gag to everybody, and Grant can include it in the show notes. Yeah, well done. Okay. Sorry, still not still loading here. Okay, I, I will describe what Grant has made then. He's basically... Got it. Yeah, no, that's it, that's it. That's the one. And actually, you met... You, you, I, I, I did that. <laughs> That's what I did. Oh, is that what you did, is it? Yeah, it, on the forums, when they, when they put the original concept out, on the forums, I put a reply picture of that. The, the other way up, it wasn't sort of tearing through space like Grant's got it. I don't know how you... Have you quickly added jet trails and everything else to it, or did you just do it very quickly? No, I just... Uh, I, can't remember, I, I can't remember. It was such a long time ago that we did that. Yeah, and, but yes. yeah no, I... <laughs> I put I put the bix on the side. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, <laughs> oh, bless you. Yeah, no, exactly. That was that was that was what I thought initially, and um, this one is so much better. It is, uh, you know, it really does sort of uh, tone it down and gives it a nice look. I think in terms of what we're there. Okay, so moving on then. Uh, next in the newsletter, we have some updates in relation to licenses. So I'm just going to read this down just quickly. Okay. The Elite Dangerous community creates lots of content. Lego models, trailers, paper crafts, screenshots, and we're often asked for permission to use logos and official art, so we're making it easy with our new licensing program. Don't worry, this won't change anything for all the streamers, YouTubers, podcasters, and other creators offering your content for free. Free content producers all fall under our first license, non-commercial, which will protect you when using Elite Dangerous logos and branding in your content. 
I'll specify some simple things like it'll specify some simple things like don't use the logo on adult content, for example. The second, commercial, is for creators who want to produce and sell Elite Dangerous themed products. Things like 3D printed models, paper graph books, pay-per-view videos, or paid apps. It will open up opportunities to work with Frontier on the right products. We're putting together our licensing agreements now, so if you have any questions or concerns, or just want to know where your content falls, email us at licensing@elitedangerous.com, and we'll work to make sure you're given the right answer. Thoughts on that, gents? It's awesome. I mean, it's awesome that they're going to open the, the doors to a, a sort of formal pathway for for even the likes of Colin who's obviously you know looking at this kind of developing his own game and I know that's purely just his own personal project but if he came up with an idea and thought this is awesome at least he'd have an avenue because at the moment there is no avenue there is no way to enter a kind of partnership with licensing to to make something elite branded and sell it you know obviously you're going to have to pay some other some kind of percentage of your income towards frontier for the the rights to use their ipa but it could still be a very you know it could be that opportunity that we've all been waiting for to to create our own creative slice of the elite universe and in a, in a nice licensed way so we can do it without being dodgy does this mean we get a sequel alan <laughs> uh, thoughts first on on this anything else that you guys colin ben anything else you want to to sort well, of comment on on this i'll come to that in a second ben well okay. at the moment i mean obviously I'll touch on this when when it comes to the to the elite meat thing, but I've been looking at seeing if you can adapt the the X wing miniatures rules to something similar to elite, and yeah, I mean, it does give you the opportunity that if I could cost it right and if the licenses aren't prohibited, then it is something that maybe it might be worth having a go at just to see how it pans out, because these licenses are going to be made available. As Ben was saying, that means we've, we've actually got an avenue instead of having to then go through the whole business plan and, and building up and trying to build up contacts in Frontier to, to gain approval. At least we've now got an avenue where we can say, right, run this past them first and see what feedback we get. Because I think that, that was one of the first things that you thought of when you were looking at games like this. You thought, mm, who do I talk to? Who would, mm. be, who would be interested in this kind of thing? Sure. Any other thoughts, Ben? I just think, I mean, it's good for everyone as far as I'm concerned, sure. but we need to see what is actually in terms of the commercial licenses. I think for the for things like Lay Radio, which are free content, I think it clears things up, but it's always been, as long as we had not taken the Mickey Frontier, have always been all right. Mm. I think the important thing is where the commercial ones are going to go and whether Frontier are going to be fair to content producers or whether they're going to be milking it, and that could kill or make it absolutely fabulous, depending on what they do. Well, baby, yeah. see, sorry, I mean, licensing is is my business, and yes, it's something I know well. And the one thing that you don't, there is no situation where you don't milk your license. The licensing is about everyone else doing the hard work and paying you for the particular content they're using. It's never going to be a situation where it's going to be reasonable and the only reason for that is you are representing a brand and Elite and Frontier are the brand and they will not allow substandard quality so this is not this commercial license is a wonderful opportunity but do not think 
that you as a small individual in your home have got a really good chance of meeting the standards that they'll expect from you. You're going to have to be a, a real proper professional quality product in order for them to lend their name to it and that's the key thing if you're trying to do some t-shirts range as long as the quality of the t-shirts and they're not a a t-shirt that's going to be washed once and everything fades because the feedback will go back to frontier they are the ones that will get the complaints this t-shirt i bought is blah substandard blah 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 So it is in their interest in this being a significant hurdle because they do not want time wasters wasting their time. So if you're passionate, if you have an idea for something that you think would fit the elite universe and really bring something wonderful to it, then you fight hard and you go through that process and you prove yourself and go for it and best of luck to you. And, you know, you can clean up because there's one thing the elite fans love to do. It's spend money on elite product. Yeah, I think, you know, there's a few sort of points on this that um, that are important. One is that we did hear a little bit before, didn't we, about the affiliate program. And one of the reasons Lave Radio took a look at the affiliate program and took a look at the ideas of the affiliate program, we decided that actually it probably wasn't the right thing for us relating to what we were doing because it kind of restricted us a little bit and really didn't fit with, you know, the sort of the, the themes of of what we're doing with Lave Radio, with LaveCon, and with with everything else. So, you know, we have a, a, a quite a strong relationship with Frontier on a number of levels, one being what we do with, with Lave Radio, one being what we do with uh, with LaveCon, and one being what I do with uh, with novels and uh, and anything else. And I'm I'm obviously very aware that I was very lucky to get in that process. Um, I've said before I was the last person through the door. Uh, other writers were were earlier through the door and everything else. And you know, and I know there are other people who are who are thinking around about um, about additional content, additional elements that they can uh, that they can bring to things. So you know, we've we've certainly we've talked before, Colin, about your possible game. We've talked before about um, additional fiction licenses. Maybe you doing something with that. Other people looking at fiction licenses. Other people looking at board games and things and, and bits and pieces, all worthy projects in different ways. And we've kind of, you know, since the Kickstarter and since those licenses have gone through, it's kind of been a little bit difficult to see where there was a pathway in relation to this. And we kind of, you know, we've got the beginnings here of a pathway, haven't we? We've got the beginnings of, of something that could evolve into that it's still a little bit nebulous so i agree with ben in that regard it still doesn't say that much uh, about what this would be but at the same times it's the beginnings of something there and grant's entirely right you know th- this is their brand this is their their big thing opening that up and kind of allowing people who they don't have direct control over and it was you know it was difficult enough with the kickstarter authors you know because if you think and some people have read a lot of the books some people have read a few of the books when you don't know how good a writer those right you know the writers that you're trusting who are bringing that to the table are that's a difficult thing it's a difficult thing to know that your brand is going to be trusted with this an individual who perhaps has never written a book and so seeing the response is tricky and judging how the response adds to your your brand is tricky so yeah it is a a, a difficult program difficult problem but it's nice to see that they're they're looking at it and they're thinking about it and they're thinking about it in terms of 
you know, their fans, their players. I mean, even the fact that we've got the, um, and this is something we missed off 1.2, that we've got the debug camera. You know, the fact that we've got the debug camera, that's, that's something in that regard. It's not, it's not about necessarily a commercial product, but it is something about the fact that it's allowing people to create more content, uh, which is hopefully going to, to bring the game into, you know, into more people's houses when, uh, when they see it on YouTube and decide they've got to go and buy it. There was one thing that, that did concern me. I mean, does this license then appear to people who are on, you know, on Twitch who are sponsored, you know, who are asking for donations? I mean, is that, will this, these licensing rules apply to them? I don't know. I mean, donations is a tricky thing, isn't it? Donations is a tricky term in terms of, you know, paid accounts is, is slightly different, I would guess, than, uh, than a donation account. But yeah, it's, I mean, the day, those kind of things are really difficult for anybody to enforce. So, mm. I mean, that's down to Frontier to kind of look at that. But it does mean, you know, that if you think back through the development period, we saw some of the released desktop pictures turned up on Amazon being sold as posters which were reported straight to Frontier. We saw that there were reproductions of the, prior to the, the little elite dangerous keychains coming out with the robot griffin. We saw, you know, sort of little gold robot griffins being produced by people, which, you know, were reported to Frontier. So you've, you know, we've seen a few things whereby people have tried to capitalise on the enthusiasm a little bit. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a shame when you see things like that, but this... This suggests that there is a an opportunity now to start thinking about how your product connects with them and how, you know, that there will be someone there. I'm assuming, you know, that's why they've got a licensing account. I'm assuming there will be someone there who can start talking you through and supporting you with what you can or can't do. Mm. Just I'm stuck right in the middle of a war zone now, and <laughs> it's got a little intense. I don't think I've seen this much laser fire since we were in Alpha 2 with the capital ship. This is getting a bit mental. <laughs> okay, well, well, in a bit, in a bit, we'll ask you to wind down the window and um, and give us a sample. But uh, but right now, we'll we'll obviously we'll let you uh, let you get to that. I was just going to say on the last thing on the licensing thing. Ben did ask me, does that mean we're going to see more books? Who knows, Ben? I can tell you that last week I did get into a small email conversation with David Walsh. I did say to David Walsh, Chris Jarvis and I really keen to, you know, to talk about more official fiction when you're ready. So just let us know when you're ready. To which he replied, will do. So, <laughs> that sounds about right, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm quite, you know, I'm quite content. I've, I've other projects you guys probably know well. Uh, I'm working on Chaos Reborn at the moment, so I'm writing fiction for that. There are one or two other things in the fire at the moment as well, which are going on. I'll talk more about that when they're confirmed. So I'm, you know, I'm very happy about where I've got projects in relation to writing. Elite's taken an awful lot of my time, you know, and you know, is an awful lot of uh, of work that I've put in in the last two years. So, yeah, you know, it means an awful lot to me to do stuff for Elite. For those that don't know, the the final editions of the Kickstarter, and the, incidentally, the the backers who are receiving these have been emailed. The final editions of the Kickstarter that I ran, the Tantalum editions, which are the, the special editions with all the extra bits, they were printed about a week ago, so they just arrived. I've just got to do a little bit of personalizing to them this weekend, and then hopefully those will go off. And one of the things that's in there is this my last chance, really, to do any writing related to Elite for the foreseeable future, any official writing, until such point as, excuse me, until such point as we, uh, you know, we see any any movement on licenses or anything else. So 
and the the last official writing I got to do in you know in a book like that is the author's comments. And basically what they were is sort of little sections talking about what my thoughts were when I was writing particular pieces. And that was, that was lovely. It was a nice revisit of, you know, of everything that I'd done when I'd written the book. So yeah, you know, it was almost just getting those printed and done has been a little bit of a, a wave goodbye to Lave Revolution for me. I'm happy to, you know, Lave Republic, there's some writing there already in relation to a sequel. I'm happy to start the conversation. David Walsh, if you're listening... David Braben, if you're listening. Michael Brooks, <laughs> if you're listening. Ready when you are. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Let's move on to store update, then. Here we've got the Onion Head library. I noted somebody wearing some, some fetching Onion Head library just now. Uh, guys, has yeah, this, this attracted you? No. Not me personally, <laughs> but I, I've noticed that Commander Karash does seem to be sporting it. Ah, okay. So, likes the Onion Head Library. We have in the works, I believe, Mr. Walcott is going to be looking at an Onion Head advert for Lave Radio. <laughs> I have already written the music for it. I'm sure that uh, you'll get to hear it soon at some point. <laughs> Yeah, I did rather enjoy writing music for, and I could almost almost hear Grant doing the voiceover, even though he's not done it yet. But uh, uh, I'm sure that will uh, that will be winging its way to you at some point soon. Okay, I do like the tie-ins to Breaking Bad with the Onion Head skin. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. I thought that was yeah, that was quite nice. Bit obvious, yeah, but nice. It's also it's got that kind of '90s, you know, the smiley and and everything else. It's got that '90s rave feel to it, hasn't it? So yeah, it really does. <laughs> oh, I just looked at it and went, "Oh, look, cobra bogies." <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then moving down to comms chatter. So we've got some lovely videos from, uh, and we're we're really starting to see an uptake of things from the debug camera. I think that was a really good choice. I mean, I I specifically was thinking that for these camera drones, I still hope they can release camera drones. Um, but I think it's a really wise choice to bring the debug camera in and let people make use of it. Have you guys been playing with it? Oh, definitely. Um, one of the things I've been doing for Top Shift, when the beta was on, um, I took every single ship out that I could in the, in the time limit and did, and did a, a little review for each of them, probably in preparation for these drabbles. Uh, <laughs> and so that... And I must admit, once you got the hang of it, it just gave that nice, smooth, curving round of the ship, basically giving you that ship porn feel that you need, <laughs> to be well, the, honest. The one thing I noticed is that there's something in... I don't know if you remember the, um, the Star Citizen uh, trailer where they tried to uh, pretend to be Top Gear. They were Galactic Gear, weren't they? And <laughs> when they were showing off the M50, there was like a shininess to the M50 really didn't look like it was uh, from a computer game. You know, it looked like it was something that was real. I was watching a debug camera video the other day where somebody was doing some outside shots of their Cobra, and he just caught, you know, he was basically was flying the, the thing towards, I think it was between two suns. I think he then blew up um, and sort <laughs> of, you know, it was, it was something to do, something you don't do when you use a debug camera. You know, send your engine temperature to 600 and then get out and think that you're okay and then watch as your engine... Temp- as your you know ship temperature descends and you're still blowing up um so he did you know completely blow up but the point was was that when he was outside using the debug camera it got that shine off of the ship that made it look real you know just that tiny tiny thing it managed to get that little shine off the ship and that that to me that that said yeah this is a good plan 
you know, this is a really, really good idea. I really can see the debug camera, um, you know, the release of the debug camera being very helpful uh, to a lot of people. So, um, so yeah, who knows? It may also even be useful in terms of what we're doing for Labor Revolution, which, um, because we obviously, we still have a movie to, to bring forward. I've got to do a, a fair amount more post-production work on that. I hadn't, I hadn't anticipated I was going to be doing, being involved with post, but it looks like I'm going to, you know, get back into to sort of dealing with a little bit of it in post, which means that, that that's got to kind of wait until I've got a, a clear amount of free time, which is probably going to be sort of May, I would say. But uh, the debug camera release is really going to help. So thank you, Frontier. That's that's going to be great. Uh, in that I think that Frontier have been incredibly smart as well with their use of the debug camera on Twitter with the hash selfie cam, well, hashtag that they're tweeting in with everything and mm. just, you know, it's filling up their Twitter feed with some lovely images. Sure. Mm, definitely. Especially when you're running it with fraps and you, and you manage to get some really nice exterior views. You manage to get through a couple of nice light sources with the, with the sun glinting off the side, the, the shining red of a Ferdilance and you're sort of there thinking, oh yes, this, this is, this is certainly very pretty. And we've also then got, we've got more Lego models. Lego models <laughs> appear to be the obsession of, of the elite dangerous community in terms of making, uh, making elite ships out of Lego. No bad thing at all. You know, I think most listeners have probably heard my bad story about Lego. So, um, so I won't go back to it, but, um, uh, certainly beautiful to see the, uh, uh, the nice little one that we've got in the newsletter. Gorgeous picture of that asp flying away. What a wonderful picture that is. And then we're down to mentioning the Kickstarter that was mentioned last week. So we've got the, we picked up and basically poked Frontier about and, and made them aware of what was going on. This is the Kickstarter from David Lowe, which is, is ongoing, known during the, uh, during the old days as Uncle Art, when he was producing music for a whole range of different titles. Yeah, David and, uh, and his daughter Holly running this Kickstarter to redo the original Frontier theme and to redo a whole mash of, of different Amiga themes. Uh, I know it's got Foz and Chris incredibly excited because, of course, both massive, massive Amiga players back in the day. Uh, I, I completely missed the Amiga. You know, I, I, I basically I had a, an 8-bit Amstrad and then, you know, moved up to a PC, a very crap PC to start with, and then a better PC. I did at one point, I went back and bought an Atari but by that point, I bought it only for music and like never really got it to work very well. So, but I don't know, you guys. Obviously, I'm I'm supporting Dave and Holly, and obviously, I'm I'm doing my best to try and sort of drum up a little bit more uh, interest. And we've got you know we've got Dave's medley going on on the the twenty four seven stream. I don't know. Um, does Dave's old music hold any special memories for you? Well, personally, as a as a, an Amiga fanboy, uh, yes, uh, there was okay. an awful lot of stuff there that I'm just listening to and thinking, "Oh, I remember that. I remember yeah. when I was I was a lot younger with with proper hair." <laughs> <laughs> well, I I played Carrier Command lo- loads because I had a friend who had an Atari who played Carrier Command. That was Matt Barber. Matt Barber's actually just a wave to Matt Barber. Is you know he went on to do all sorts of stuff and um, you know he's he's basically he's a, still involved in the Doctor Who community, still involved in in all sorts of stuff in relation to that. And he had an Atari. I used to go in his house, play Carrier Command, loved Carrier Command. But Carrier Command was amazing. I have to say, I, I couldn't really remember the music. 
and then of course you know it was it was part of the medley and i went back oh yeah i remember that so you know so that was really cool and then hearing that he'd managed to david had managed to get the amiga to do voice samples when it wasn't designed to oh yeah that was that was a star glider wasn't it yeah 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 you know, amazing. So, you know, and the fact they've had all the original, you know, sort of tapes and everything were, uh, were up in the loft, dug them all out, they're going back through them. Just, it will be, you know, another piece of childhood that you can kind of bring back, which um, which would be very, very cool. Okay, then we're moving on down in the newsletter to Galnet. So we've got a little bit of stuff relating to what's going on currently in game. Speaking before a gathering of the Alliance Assembly today, Prime Minister Edward Mahan issued a warning to the Crimson State Group that, as it, that it stands alone in its opposition to the Federal uh, Federation's continual governance of Lou. The news would come as quite a blow for Lou and the Crimson State Group in particular, who now need to find allies closer to home if they want to have any hope of winning their fight for independence. Rumours coming from Mars suggest that a powerful lobbying group acting on behalf of Admiral Vincent and the Federal Navy are currently engaged in a massive campaign to lower taxes on combat-capable spacecraft. Core Dynamics, in association with the Federal Navy, announced the latest addition to the Federal capital ship family, the FNS Nevermore. Commander Sam Isham braved the blockade of BD plus 032338 to single-handedly deliver the 86,000 tons of copper to the Core Dynamics workshop at Hudson Dock. Hudson Dock. Word reached Galnet that an investigation into the Galnet Mechanics Union will result in charges being brought against the organization by all three of the galaxy's major powers. The investigation, which is carried out in secret in a consortium of independent investigators, has found that the GMU has been involved in anti-competitive business practices, including price-fixing on a galactic scale. I wonder if that affected every commander in the game. I think it might have done. It became clear this week that the Federation means to finally show its hand in what has been a long and arduous game of poker between the Federal Goliath and the commanders of Crimson State. Federal checkpoints were established around the local exit points of Alioth, which caused some concern on Alliance blogosphere. So yeah, it's, you know, Galnet's kind of carrying on. We're getting something every week. Um, And certainly the focus here on Lou and on the player intervention in relation to Lou, I think is obviously is, is really interesting in terms of what's going on. Now, um, what, what should take guys on, on Galnet and the submissions to the stories and how this is, is building, you know, not just in the big story, but also in the smaller stuff. I mean, what are your thoughts about it? Um, well, as far as the big stuff's concerned, it does seem to... I do like the way that, it, you know, you can see these little, small little flashpoints suddenly become bigger. Mm. It, it, like, like in normal news, you see sort of a, a small incident in a village in Africa will somehow snowball into, into something horrific. And you can see the same kind of thing mirrored here, where what seemed to be just a little bit of an internal disagreement in one system has now left... It meant a full-blown war for independence. Uh, I mean, I do like that kind of... I mean, this has been spread out over over a good couple of months, so I do like the slow build-up. Okay, so, um, yeah, no, I, I, I think that, you know, is something... You, we, we've still got this plethora of things as, uh, as well. And I think, uh, I mean, are we seeing as much of the player involvement in the actual news at this stage. Well, not, not, not in terms of, sorry, I'll, I'll clarify that. Not in terms of, of you know, because we can see it here in, in terms of the effect, but I meant in terms of the submitted news. Are we seeing that as much? 
Well, that's the thing. I don't, I'm not quite sure what is submitted and what's not. Hmm, okay. Uh, that's... that's uh, I have to admit, I was assuming that the stuff about the senator from Prism was submitted by Drew, but I could be wrong there. Well, it's it's tricky. I mean, I can I can say that certain things, you know, there was there was a thread in the um, in the writers forum for submissions, um, and a couple of those submissions went in, and actually after that, there's been silence. Um, and mm. then I saw I saw this week I saw Drew's thing about the prism system or something about the prism system going, uh, which I thought was nice, but there's actually there's there's a whole raft of um, of stuff in the the writers forum on that thread, which has been sat there for for a number of weeks. So you know I was kind of I was kind of fishing a little bit really in terms of asking you guys and thinking whether you know because I know the players were submitting stuff as well you know so the writers were submitting a few things and also you know the player community had an opportunity to submit things as well. I was wondering if you were seeing you know seeing other articles submitted. You are seeing a couple of things on the local news, which you do wonder is, oh, is, was that player submitted? Sure, um, sure. Because, you know, these are small stories which are, are quite speci- specific to certain systems that wouldn't be, you know, galaxy-wide, earth-shaking events. Absolutely. And, of course, we're also seeing, I mean, the thing I've noticed as well, you're seeing a lot more, and I guess these are generated, seeing a lot more individual press outlets being mentioned, like the lave star and mm. you know and, and and other other small press journals being mentioned in the newsfeed which i think is great you know it's really nice to see that it gives it sort of projected depth doesn't it in terms of uh, the way in which it's going on okay uh, i think that does us for the newsletter so we're going to cut to a commercial break and then we'll be right back with you are you thinking of suing over missile python protection insurance had an accident in an airlock or slipped in a space station cargo bay and thinking of suing for compensation well don't Try to take my ship commander to court for making fertiliser out of my crewmates. Legal fees have left me with nothing, and now I'm hungry. All the time. At Watt and Pritney, we take small print very seriously. We have a massive team of lawyers just waiting to block your case and ramp up your legal costs. I wanted a simple, no-win, no-fee arrangement. My case got blown out of the water by Watt and Pritney, and now I have to rent out my arse for hydrogen fuel. At Watt and Pritney, we have a saying. If you don't want a beating, stay out of our court. I was savaged by a wild creature whilst fixing a vending machine. Can't I claim compensation? No, you can't. Because we have a massive team of lawyers, and you're just someone who works for a living. Watt and Pritney. Don't even think about it. And we're back. Okay, so um, we're going to be looking a little bit at... Uh, we're going to turn these things around because uh, I believe Grant's still in hyperspace and uh, on his way to Lou so that uh, he can be there with Colin just in case. Because you were a bit worried just now, Colin, about just how bad it is out there. So we're going um, <laughs> to shovel the, uh, uh, the, the live from you Lou report um, just a little bit back. And we're going to go into Community Corner first uh, and then... Come back so that Grant can uh, can uh, can give Colin a bit of a hand. So, just to start with, relating to Community Corner, um, one of the things that uh, that we've got going on at the moment, as I mentioned earlier, was Conclave. Now, um, this is an idea to try and bring together some of the big groups that are featuring in Elite Dangerous, and some of those groups have 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 uh, emerged 
later than, than the Kickstarter, later than the development, you know, have come on board and have started playing in uh, in the way in which they're you know they're, they're choosing to play. Um, and we've seen all sorts of stuff. Some some of the the little bits of role play that have come into the forums, have come into websites, have been absolutely amazing. They've uh, really embraced the idea of the identity. Uh, within within the game, which I think is is a great thing, particularly when we're looking at people like the Emperor's Grace. Um, we've also submitted, uh, you know, Fatal Nut has got a piece of music on uh, uh, Lave Radio twenty four seven, which is uh, is lovely, um, and that you know that sort of shows that the you know that we've got a small community group of players, enthusiastic who are also keen to be part of uh, of what's going on with the larger group. And we want to encourage that. We want to encourage anything that sort of encourages immersion and, and character. So um, Foz is in the middle at the moment of, uh, of organizing uh, several of these episodes of the Conclave, whereby he's going to bring some of these groups together just to chat about how they see the game, their take on it, uh, uh, and the other bits and pieces, which I think is a good thing. I mean, guys, have you seen some of the, some of the other groups in game as, uh, as things have gone on? Well, I've bumped into both people from the Emperor's Grace and the Code. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, oh, must have been well, back in January, I guess, when the Emperor's Grace were doing their thing and blockading a system, um, mm-hmm. all in the name of the Emperor. And I basically went along and I had a heck of a fun evening, to be honest, with them. Mm. Um, I was tweaking one of their local... Um, one of one of their members who was taking it all a little bit too seriously and a little bit aggressively, and I was tweaking his nose in it a little bit, but I didn't care because I was in a more powerful ship than he was, so that was tough. Um, and I've also, I kind of, when I noticed that the code were claiming the lave area as their own, in inverted commas, <laughs> I thought, well... You know, as a representative from Lay Radio, I want to go along, say hi, and make sure that they're aware that we have folk meeting up at Lay Station. And whilst I would never ask for a free pass from anyone, they might want to consider, you know, maybe not being complete douches about it and killing everyone on site and things like that, because that would that would disrupt the show and it wouldn't be fun. Well, they're, they're obviously, I would, I would suggest here that, um, you know, I, I think your choice of phrasing is perhaps not, you know, not the best here, Ben. Probably not. Um, I'd suggest that we have some enthusiastic patriots who are looking to, um, to, um, to demonstrate their loyalty to the Lave system. And I think that's, you know, that's a lovely thing. And I'm, I'm entirely happy with anybody doing that. In my position as, spa- as station commander, I will endorse... <laughs> You know, any group that chooses to demonstrate their loyalty to um, to the Ashurian government, to the Defence Party, to uh, the workers... Effectively, aren't they running a criminal protection racket around your system? I I wouldn't know anything about that. It doesn't sound like (laughs) they're running a criminal protection racket. Um, Well, they are saying, give us money and we'll make sure nobody bad hurts you. Oh, is that what they're doing? Okay. Yes, that's okay. the criminal protection rackets. <laughs> okay. Um, well, you know, maybe maybe that's, that's obviously that's helpful for making sure that nobody gets hurt, isn't it, really? Well, and I mean, it's a fair transaction in that regard. You know, I mean, you were saying earlier about the idea of being in a wing and um, receiving money for escorting people. I'm sure it's just something like that, isn't it, really? I, I'm, sure, I'm sure it is. I mean, I actually 
taking it as a as an RP perspective, I love this idea, and I think that so long as they're in inverted commas doing it right, I think they're doing a brilliant thing. Yeah, I think. But if should... they're if they're sort of just flying into lave and interdicting anyone in a type shit type type six and shooting him without any words of warning or anything like that, then that's really not what I would consider good piratical behaviour. Sure, sure. So you'd, you'd rather there was a bit of ooh-ah and... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Money on your life. Chicago, or your scurvy like dogs and, and everything exactly. else. Yeah, exactly. you know, I mean, I can obviously, you know, I can, I can appreciate what, um, what you're saying there. But, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure that the, the gentleman in the code... Um, are not interested in um, you know in, in coming across as anything but gentlemen in terms of what uh, what they're doing. So um, you know, I'm sure we'll see how that pans out. How about any of the other groups, Colin? Have you um, have you spoken to any of them? Unfortunately, not. Um, I've, there has been a, a few people who have uh, talked to me down here in Lou, but uh, they haven't been assigned to any of the big groups involved in the conclave yet. Sure, sure. Okay, I don't. Well, do, I'm just a bit scared to talk to them. They might pick on me. Okay. Well, you know, it might be interesting to sort of see. Has Grant managed to arrive anywhere near you yet? Yes, he's managed to get stuck in the superstructure of the of the capital ship that we're both okay. around at the moment. Okay, um, so if you want to, um, just as I say, maybe turn on the interior sound harmonics so that we can hear the your computer representing the chaos of battle, as it were, or or indeed wind down the window. How's it going out there? Well, at the, at the moment, um, we've just had about four or five ships just uh, come straight in, and the capital ship has just opened up something rotten. Uh, I don't know which which one um, I should be avoiding. Um, so, are you are you fighting for the independence here, Colin? No, or no. Are you, you're, no. You're a loyalist, are you? I, I'm a loyalist at the moment. Okay. Federation, then, are you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Grant, how's it going for you? It's hell out here, it's hell! I uh, came inside the capital ship for some shelter and put my landing gear down and promptly got rammed and stuck in the cab <laughs> Okay, so I'm safe for now. I'm safe for now. Are you? Are you? Are you also fighting for the veterans? I no. I thought I would be, you know, neutral and reporting live for live radio here. Uh, we. Oh, oh, he's cut off. Oh gosh. Is he all right, Colin? Can you see him? I don't know. I can see him, but um, he. At the moment, I'm trying to avoid uh, exploding ships. At the moment, <laughs> and it's gone Run. quiet. Run. Run. I think we lost him. I think we might have done. Oh no.
So uh, I think we're going to have to say that um, we might well be sitting here and mourning the passing of Commander Psycho Cow. <laughs> no, he's I'll not. get the beers in. <laughs> he's hiding in the ship again. Oh, is he? He's, he's managed to... All right, so he's, he's managed to... Okay, maybe it could be that um, uh, the, the Dralium of the Hull or something is um, preventing the signal. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know. But, but obviously, your battle is hot down in Lou. Um, if... Um, if you're, you know, if you're desperate for for some action, go to the loo. Um, oh no! Is there any other things we can say about it? I think that that kind of sums it oh. up, doesn't it? Really? Um, what's it all about, Colin? To be honest, because I know nothing about what's going on down in the loo. Well, it's just bear with me while I, I get rid of this eagle. Ah, there we go. Right, I'm going to have to retreat to a safe distance. This is getting very intense. <laughs> Um, no, what happened was that um, I do believe in the forums some guys thought they'd test the background simulation uh, and so they would in the Lou system they would just run for Crimson State, they'd just do missions for Crimson State so that the background simulation would try and move things over towards uh, independence uh, and it, I will say it's not been without its, its problems but as the releases have gone on they've managed to move the simulation more and more towards a Civil War footing until finally, because they've been working with Michael Brooks on this as well, and until Frontier have now put in a full-blown war situation in the Lou system, where the Federals are trying to drive out the Crimson State. So I think you could categorize this as, as player-started content. Well, that's, that's great, and obviously with them starting through the different iterations it's enabled frontier as well to to refine the background simulation to to actually make it cause the event that the players are, are desperate to, to have it cause isn't it really yes i mean i mean it, it to tell you the truth it's it's one of these things that 1.2 has just shown how much of a success was it's, it's been a perfect moment where you've got wings coming in at just the right point and the community goals all helping so mm. it, it just adds to an event yeah, which I think is obviously is, you know, to anyone talking about Elite Dangerous as being, uh, you know, absent content. You, you do, I think, I think there is a nature of this game whereby you do have to go and find the content. But as we can tell just by listening down in Lou right now, that's where it is. You know, um, all the content's in the Lou. <laughs> I'm okay. And I'm so okay. is this show. You, oh, Grant, Grant, you're fine, are you? Um, I, I, what took happened? A, I took a hit to the comms unit. Um, well, when I say I took a hit, I, I, I kind of scraped along the inside of that ship and uh, damaged my comms. <laughs> but it's okay. I've got. Uh, fortunately, I had fitted uh, one of these repair units to my Eagle, so I'm back. Oh, well done, you. Well done. We, we were worrying there for a minute that um, you might have lost your hat. And, um, <laughs> and 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 part of your face uh, down there in uh, along the side of that imperial uh, uh, or the the federal ship that you'd uh, you taken uh, taken refuge in. But nice to know you you're good. I mean, what, what's your take on Lou then, Grant? Well, I, I think it's been you know it's been taken over by commanders that are are wanting to take advantage of this conflict and really are just in it to make some quick cash. So there's an awful lot of uh, battles, and certainly there's a number of wings out here at the moment who are fighting hard, and the federal forces are amazing. I mean, the the, the as as Colin kind of uh, 
gave a description of there are more lasers flying here than you'd get in a Jean-Michel Jarre concert and <laughs> it's horrific and there's a couple of us in Eagles obviously we're not fighting because we'd be stupid to but we've got Commander Predator 924 who's flying around in his Eagle we have a couple of Cobras but the majority of people seem to be in wings as Commander Gippies but they all seem to be in wings with the odd vulture just to, for sort of technical and tactical support but it's it's a violent battle it really is and somebody's dumping proximity mines as well that's not helpful <laughs> ah good that you know they're making a, a full workout of all the the different combat options yeah no i mean you know i think obviously players testing the, the simulator and and uh, you know feeling that they've got cause and effect on what's uh, what's actually happening i think is great so it's uh, it's really good to see and and fair play to them you know if it was me and colin was down there helping the federation I'd be with the independents and kicking the shit out of him. So, you know... I would, I would be your wingman, Alan. <laughs> I'm glad that somebody's kicking the shit out of him while Grant's hiding inside a big spaceship. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it sounds, uh, sounds, uh, sounds incredibly interesting and technical as things go. Okay, so let's move on down then in terms of... Oh, shit, six more have just jumped in. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> that's, that's okay, you know, you, you can die. So we'll move on, and we're into Community Corner, quite deep in Community Corner. And there have been a couple of nice stories about wing mechanics. I think, Ben, you've got this one, haven't you? The stuff that's on Reddit? I can do, yes. Assuming Reddit's going to live for me. I think the, the story originally was apologies to Commander Nofix and your newbie wing, and then there was another story told from the other side. Now, what's interesting about this, of course, is it's tricky. It's a tricky balance, because you know when we get into this kind of PvP... The nature of this kind of PvP can be a little bit gloaty sometimes. And I think I said way back in the, um, in the design process, I was talking about how, you know, in certain games, you actually need someone to lose. And they have to participate in, in you know, your victory, as it were. The loser has to participate in your victory. And that's, that's kind of, you know, in the majority of computer games, that's kind of given because you've got a you've got a rule system that means you have to participate, i.e. you're flying a ship and you're getting blown up and you get blown up. But, you know, there are those people that quit out and stuff, and that's when they're, they're choosing not to participate. And I think anything that encourages people to continue participating, even when they're losing and enjoying it, and encourages them to enjoy it too. And here we've got an example of, you know, of that story told from different perspectives, which I think is a nice thing to see. I'm kind of hoping that we're not necessarily going to see too much of the, as I say, of the gloaty, and keep it in character. So what are your thoughts then, Ben? I loved it. I mean, it was just basically, it's a nice story of a lone trader and a Type 6 getting interdicted by an eagle and two sidewinders, and they're telling him to drop your cargo, you're outnumbered, do it or you're going to die. So the guy in the Type 6 decides, well, I ain't going to have any of this. So what he does is drops three cargo canisters and then does full power to shields and decides to ram the eagle who hasn't got any shields. Mm. The eagle blows up. The Type 6 also catches one of the sidewinders, which is going in for the, the canister as well. And I love it because it's, it's, it's a nice story of a single Type 6 taking on three, quite good if they're flown correctly, combat ships and winning. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, I liked it too, and I, I read through that. I didn't, I didn't read the, the sort of the second perspective. You can probably read it better, but if you want, I can try reading the story out loud. No, it's okay. Um, which is it? Is it the counter story? It's the counter story, Charlie Was okay. Excited. 
Okay, let's have a let's have a quick look here. Charlie was excited. He had finally gotten in with a small gang and was going to make his mark in the sector. Nobody's going to mess with me anymore. They're going to be the ones with 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 whom I mess with. However you say it. Encased in a shiny new eagle, he was flying with two sketchy pirates. He met in a grungy little dive a few jumps away. They'd initially tried mugging him, but when he started crying, they realized he was just like them. Asked him to join their crew. They're all going to get so rich together. Dave and Eddie both flew sidewinders. Not very well yet, but Charlie wasn't really qualified to talk shit about their skills either. The three of them together, safety in numbers, that was what was going to make it work. Find some idiot flying by himself and outnumber him. He'll have no chance. It's going to be like taking cargo from a hauler. Well, uh, no, I guess it will be exactly like that. Not, um, not simply like it. Charlie's inner monologue had always rambled a bit. Super cruising through the system, they kept their eyes on the sensor panels, looking for a lone target. Easy prey they could scare into giving up his goods. Then Dave called out over the comlink. Got one! Two o'clock, going to interdict. Get ready, boys, this is the big time. Charlie felt his palms get clammy as his heart lightly pounding in his chest. He watched David's interdiction beam lash out at the Type 6 as he prepared to follow them out of Super Cruise. They dropped into normal space, and Dave hailed their victim. Wait, Charlie thought. Is that a countdown? Do we attack now, or... Uh, I don't know what to do here. Eddie was sort of hanging out, so Charlie decided to do what he did. Oh, boy! Oh, he's doing it! He's dumping his stuff! Dave's cargo scoop came out, and Charlie and Eddie gathered close to keep an eye on the goods. Three canisters, that means uh, one each, I think. You better not try and cheat us. Before Charlie could register what was happening, a massive object rushed into his view and dragged me into Dave's ship. He saw a bright flash as Dave's shields collapsed, followed by debris suddenly everywhere. Shit! He gripped his controls and tried to back away, but too late. He was also clipped and sent spinning wildly, out of control. His own shields were gone, and he almost bit his tongue as his hull took a direct hit from the speeding mass. Frantically, he scrambled at his stick, trying to get his bearings and figure out exactly what was happening. He caught sight of Eddie, now with his lasers out and shooting at the Type 6. It was the Type 6! That was what hit him and Dave! Fucker just ran right through them like they were nothing! Dave was gone now! Oh man! This is bad! Too stunned to even think of helping, he watched Eddie charge at the lake on lasers blazing, but their prey seemed unfazed. The Type 6 didn't return fire, nor did it make any attempt to roll away. It simply slammed into Eddie's ship head on at full speed. Only shreds remained of Eddie as he disintegrated on the larger ship's shields without even scratching the hull. Charlie couldn't breathe. He stared in awed silence as the transport ship, seeming to either forget him or just deeming him too meek to bother with, charged its drive and resumed its journey. Safety in numbers. Yeah, it's good. I that was it. correct. You could read that a lot better than I ever could. <laughs> that was it's not bad. Awesome. It's um I, I think I mean there's one or two bits, you know, as the as the like uh guy who's taught writing comes in. Guys guys taught writing for twelve years. There's one or two bits that you you like, ah, oh, change that word, change that word. But it's good, it's great. And I really, really like the fact that it is a flip side and it's taken in the you know, whether it was the person or it wasn't, that's the kind of thing you want to encourage because Elite Dangerous should be about stories. And the amount of stuff I've I've heard this week of people talking about, you know, flying somewhere and the canopy bursts and, you know, and they're, they're in the middle of, of a fight and having to finish the fight and then get back to the station just in time. You know, those stories are, are the memories. Those are the things you want, you know, the game to be about, aren't they? You know, and that's another one. You know, that's the kind of thing we want to encourage. So more power to that. If the author, I believe it's Finn Turi from Reddit... If anybody wants to let Finturi know that uh, we've read it out on Lave Radio, we'd love to chat to him more. 
I'll give him my list of corrections. I'm sure that'll be fine. And, Just tying uh, into that, there is actually now a subreddit called Tales from Elite, which is all about Elite oh, Dangerous fantastic. Tales. Well, I will be all over that. It might require me to be all over it at certain times when I'm not marking work, because otherwise I'll sit there with my red pen. But I really, really do want to make sure that people really get involved with that and really embrace it, because that's that's kind of what we want. We want this game to be about stories. We want it to be about your stories. We want it to be about our stories. We want it to be about, about all stories that can be you know, part of what's going on. So if you've got any other incidents like this and you want to tell us about not just the times that you win, please do. Info at laveradio.com. I'd love to hear them. So, okay. And then we'll move on down. And I think we're now into our questions and shout-outs. Do we have any questions, Ben? I haven't seen any, but I haven't looked at them terrible for things like that, and I'm, I'm not Lisa, who lives on Facebook. Colin, any questions that you can see? <laughs> at the moment, the only thing that I can see is a whole lot of proximity mines, which I'm trying my best to avoid. Oh, you see. Oh, you're, you're just not doing it well enough. You're supposed to ram them. Ram them. Okay, so uh, I'm just going to have a quick look down i'm not seeing anything um, in the facebook page no there's nothing on the facebook page and uh you know the guys who are in game the only questions i've got is things like do we need protection and you know i guess if you're going to going to the loo you perhaps do need protection but yeah no there doesn't appear to be too much in relation to questions i don't think we've got we've got anything to answer here shout outs ben it helps if i put my microphone turned on So I've got some shout-outs to the in-game commanders. So we're being joined in Lave Station tonight by... I don't know how I'm going to pronounce this. Chew-Ed or something like that. T-E-W-E-D-H. The infamous commander, Builder Beast. And Afanim, Mad271. Commander Norin Rad. Commander Herpdurp. It's a great name. Commander Matthias Hognas. And Galmidon, Targrad, and finally Commander Astrodamus offer there could be some others who I have missed, I'm afraid. And if yeah, I have you have my apologies. There's one or two here I've got I've got Commander Laporte, we've got Commander Magnamus uh, Magnamus. Yeah, Magnamus. Magnamus. Commander Matrim Kulatin and Commander Fiddy P. And just a, a reminder for folks, I will just scroll back up. And also a little shout out to Commander Skidham UK, who obviously is interested in my mum. Uh, that appears well, to be the. I've, I've got a few shout outs to the commanders that I am fighting with at the moment in in the conflict zones. Okay, uh, yeah, you could you could shout at them. Are you going to bowl them insults and abuse, or are you going to shout? <laughs> no, because they're all nice my, things. They're on my site. Oh, well, um, you said fighting with. You know, I assumed you were. You were you know. <laughs> so, okay. Commander Axel Matthew, Hero Hamster, Commander Remklem. And oh, there is Commander Psycho Cow, who's doing, who's is running away. And oh, Commander Predator underscore nine two four. Okay, there, there were obviously another nine hundred and twenty-three of them mm. out there that he needed to uh, to be. You know, yeah, maybe maybe the nine hundred and twenty-fourth is is the best one. Maybe he's the he's the best pilot. All the <laughs> others, all the others are waiting for planetary landings. They all fly, all fly federal dropships. That could oh. be what's going on. We also have a mass of commanders joining us in the Lave Radio chat room tonight as well. Oh, fantastic. So I'll run through them as quickly as I can. We have POA. I'm not quite sure if that's somebody who's linked to the conflict in Lou or not. <laughs> we have Adam Miller, Baron de Kalb, 
Beast, Commander Matram, Commander Ran Caval, Ellie John, Errant Thought, Faceless Errant Thought. Now that's a that's an amazing name. I that's love a that. Name. Love it. Oh, yeah. Bro- if I could have picked a commander name again, I'd have gone with Errant Thought. It's a cracker. It was almost like Commander Dirty Thought. Right, Commander Faceless, we have Galactic Midden in there, but he seems to have spelled his name wrong. We have Giza Gonk, which is another fantastic name. <laughs> <laughs> I love Lave, Anaim, Jay Whitehouse, I John, Jintosh, Karash, Karida, Mark Dis, Mash Tun, Windpipe, Mind Mindwipe, Windpipe, sorry, Mindwipe, Mr. Tea Time, we have Sai Symbiote, Remclep, Ravian, and right down the bottom, still going, Snowflake, Third Eye, Void Sun, and Zafferg. What a full chat room we have tonight. Well, you've got obviously in there you've got Commander Mindwipe and Third Eye both of whom are contributors to the 24-7 stream. So um, both provide us with excellent music. Commander Third Eye has got an album out very soon, if I remember rightly, on May 5th. So a lot of his music has been going on the stream. You'll hear previews of that throughout the 24-hour stream. So yeah, please do check it out. And head over to the SoundCloud group to find out more about all of the excellent musicians that we have. Really important that we do. Think, uh, I, sorry, before you go, Alan, uh, well, yeah, third, yeah. third Eye has mentioned in the chat that Singularity Rising is out on the 4th of April. That's it, 4th of April. That was what I was thinking. And I couldn't remember. I was thinking Singularity, Singularity something, Singularity Rising. There you go. The tracks feature on the Lave Radio Music Medley, so you can you can listen through and, and find out a little bit about them. And yeah, they're, they're in the SoundCloud group too, so you can hear them there. And obviously he'd love you to pick up his album, which would be great. Then let's move on then to iTunes. We have um, some lovely new reviews from uh, Crowley Ventura. Thank you all very much. The Edinburgh Audio File, or Edinburgh, Boo, as, as you put it earlier. <laughs> um, oh, Boo, Audio File. Uh, Chris Dawson and uh, Commander Madcow, who must be a relative of yours, I guess, in terms of what's there. Now, the next thing to mention, and this is coming up very soon, and I am gutted I am not going to be there. Absolutely gutted I am not coming to the Elite Meet in Birmingham on the 28th of March. But Ben has been absolutely instrumental in organising this, and uh, I know some of the gang are popping, uh, popping up or popping down to come and get there as well, which would be wonderful because... I know just how much we miss, and certainly this, you know, this happens to me when I get to LaveCon, how much you miss actually meeting up with the people who are playing the game with you, and just remembering who those people are. So um, I hope it's going well, Ben. Yeah, it's going well. I was actually along, and I've paid the final bill off to the hotel today. Uh, we've currently got around about 25 people coming along for dinner as well in the hotel. Thanks. And there's a, I think we've got 50-odd folk have said they're definitely coming, and a few more saying they probably are. Well, it's always a lovely thing. And, it, you know, certainly if I remember, you know, our last sort of meet-up was, um, was the launch party and just mm-hmm. hanging out in the pub beforehand. I know everyone was excited and they wanted to get over there. But hanging out beforehand with people who you knew were your friends and, you know, we're going to play the game with you, just lovely. So exactly. really, really wish you well for Elite Encounters, yeah. hoping, it, hoping it goes really well. And, it, and please do say hi to everybody. Send everyone you love and all that. Yeah, please do. Please do. Because I think it'd be, be really special for them all to, to get a chance to, to chat and talk through stuff. Um, yeah. And I believe, Colin, yes. your ED X-Wing, well, your Elite Dangerous version of the X-Wing Miniatures game is going to be starting at the meet, isn't it? You're going to be playing it there. Yeah, um, I've got two sets pulled together for this, so sure. that I've arranged 
eight volunteers, stroke testers, who mm-hmm. are, are going to play through this tournament and see how we do. I've got a few scenarios already. I will not be playing. I wouldn't want to give anybody an easy victory. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're rubbish, so you should be playing. <laughs> well, considering that my seven-year-old son resoundingly beat me. I, I, learned, incidentally, I learned incidentally the other day, I'm on an X-Wing uh, group for the X-Wing game, and I learned the other day that if you get beaten by your child, then you have to buy them a ship. Yes, he's got a lot of ships. Okay, so, <laughs> so, so yeah, well, you know, in this case, there aren't that many ships for the Elite version, are there? So you're going to be making a lot of cardboard models, aren't you? Yes, and, and I've got three more models to do and some extra tokens to put together, but I've got the play mats already, I've right. got the volunteers, so I'll, I'll be putting together a full report after it's been finished. Fantastic, okay. Um, and there's also the chance to play a pro version test I guess Dave Hughes is not necessarily calling it Alpha or Beta, but it is a version of Elite Encounters, the RPG, which he's been on the road with most of the Elite meets that we've had in the last couple of years. We've had LaveCon, we'll have it again at LaveCon, and he's bringing it for for the Elite meets, so that'll be great. Another chance for people to, to have a go with that. And then I guess you you know you must have some other board games then Ben some other bits and pieces you're going to get Graham Reeds to turn up so you can go to sleep early and you can park. <laughs> I'm not I don't know I don't think Graham's actually signed up. Uh, um, well, you'll have to get someone else to play Buckaroo with. <laughs> well, I found out from the hotel that we'll probably get kicked out of the of the function room around about seven in the evening. Right. Uh, which is when we're going for dinner, so that's kind of all convenient. Mm. And afterwards, it sounds like we're basically going to be hanging out in the either the the hotel's bar or the public bar, depending on what we want to do. Oh, that so, sounds fine. Well, that sounds exactly what we want to do anyway, so yeah. it's all good, and there's, there's alcohol there, and it'll be fabulous, I think. I'm hoping it's going to be very much like the feel that we had in the Red Lion on that Friday night. Yeah, that's, that's kind of, you know, we all now know that's kind of what we all want to aim for with regards to, you know, the community, because there is a, a real positive vibe. And, you know, despite the fact that, you know, we possibly got a little bit down about how the forums have gone a little bit in the, the more recent past, that remembering that community spirit from, you know, from the events that we've had, and from the times where, you know, the Pizza Club have got together in relation to the, the releases, you know, there's a huge positivity there. It would be really nice to to recapture it, and I really do hope that Elite Meat does that. And at the same time, to, to bring some of these, the people that have come into the game and new to the game or have come into the game and are unaware of the, the things that have gone on since the Kickstarter and everything else, to bring them in and make them, a, you know, a part of that positivity because we all love this love this game we want to play it we want to play it well and we want to play it so it's fun and so it makes stories and um so anything that uh, that kind of encourages that i think is going to be a great thing and certainly hopefully elite meet will um we give you plenty to to do it and it'll whet our appetite for lavecon coming up in july yeah, well, we'll try and do you justice there. We've we've got to, to quite a stage, actually. We're starting to confirm content, if people haven't uh, already seen. We have the brilliant Julian Gollop coming to LaveCon, which will be amazing. Uh, he'll be there to answer questions. We also have a, a whole host of different games that are going to be there to be played, some that have been devised specifically for the event. And you, you'll have a chance to, to try all sorts of things. And, and this is something that... Um, did Foz mention about the wrench... <laughs> so I've seen pictures, photos of the wrench. Ah, okay. So this to the listeners then, 
Uh, yes, second tech will be there in kit because second tech now has a proper wrench. And uh, that arrived for him, I think, sometime last week. So he's been testing the wrench and uh, seeing whether it's useful, whether it's actually going to fix any vending machines for us at all. We'll be bringing his wrench along. I believe we have a surprise or two on that score as well, but uh, we'll let you know about that later. Percussive maintenance, that's what you want. Yeah, in best frontier tradition, we will let you know later. So, in addition to that, please do start to, to sort of think about having a look at all the different things that we're doing now. This is it for, for the live episode of Live Radio, but we've got the 24-7 stream, and we're putting more and more stuff on that all the time. So you're getting to listen to, I think tomorrow night we're premiering, well, premiering, Colin has done a lovely introduction to the first episode of Live Radio, so you'll get to hear uh, just where it started, and we'll be showing, and uh, we'll be putting on more of the, uh, the earlier stuff. Retrolave is now back, so all of the old episodes of Retrolave where we've reviewed old games, they're coming back onto the stream and we're gradually going through those. We had Wing Commander this evening, and I think tomorrow it's X-Wing, so X-Wing is coming up this week, certainly. It might be tomorrow, it might be the next day. Escape Velocity, that's being, being put on the stream too. We've also got lots of excellent music. And if you want to contribute anything to, to the Lave Radio stream, then do email us. Email us at info@laveradio.com. We're happy to listen to stuff. You know, I'll be honest with this. I'm a bit of a quality person sometimes, so you know I'll 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 tell you if I don't think something is is quite up to the standard. But at the same time, what I'll do is I'm not trying to be nasty about that because what I'll do as well is I'll try and help you make sure it does get up to the standard. And bear in mind, I've done that with everybody. I've done that with most of uh, other people on Live Radio too. So Fozza had to learn his trade when he started editing stuff. And you you know we want it to be good, and we want your stuff to be good, and we want you to be promoted. So, yeah, if you want to contribute anything to us, then do email us. Uh, you can also get in touch with us at Facebook slash Lave Radio. Uh, you can get in touch with us at Lave Radio on Twitter. You can join the Skype chat channel by adding Fozza One Hundred One to your Skype contacts. That's ED Chat, which is going on all day. Ben's on there all the time, and he's so boring. <laughs> or you can join Teamspeak, where commanders come and hang out and chat at LaveRadio.TeamspeakThree.com. And there's even a chat room just under the live stream, so you can you can just sign in on there and uh, and just talk to people as uh, as things go on. So, you know, lots of opportunities to get in touch with us, lots of opportunities to get more content up onto to what's here, and to really celebrate the Elite Dangerous game and everything associated with it. So, thanks everyone. Hopefully, I've been a decent enough substitution for the man who owns the Orange Sidewinder because he can't afford any other ship. And um, we'll see you next week. And uh, hopefully those of you that are out there, stay safe, fly well, and fly dangerous. Take care.
guys. Hold for two seconds. I'll be right back.